Hello and welcome to this week's Innovation Forum Briefing, a regular guide to what's happening in the world of sustainable business. I'm Ian Welsh. Coming up is some detail about Innovation Forum's Future Food Conference in Minneapolis in May. First though, here's my colleague B. Stevenson to talk about some of what's coming up this week. So this week there is a meeting of ECOSOC Partnership Forum on the 30th of January in New York City. This is the UN Economic and Social Council and the yearly ECOSOC Partnership Forum discusses ways to define and promote effective partnerships and how partnerships can best advance the Sustainable Development Agenda and the 13 SDGs. This year, the theme is reinforcing the 2030 Agenda and eradicating poverty in times of multiple crises, the effective delivery of sustainable, resilient and innovative solutions. The forum will this year place a special emphasis on the SDGs that will be reviewed at the 2024 High-Level Political Forum. So that's Goal 1, No Poverty, Goal 2, Zero Hunger, Goal 13, Climate Action, Goal 16, Peace and Justice, and Goal 17, Partnership for the Goals. What happens at ECOSOC and what do you think the outcomes will be? The ECOSOC Partnership Forum will bring together UN member states and stakeholders from civil society, private sector, scientists, um, local government and many other groups to discuss innovative efforts that are driving action on the UN SDGs and to highlight the contributions that partnerships can make in this regard. So an analytical summary will be prepared to capture the key policy messages of the forum, along with the messages of the coordination segment, which will serve as an input to the 2024 high-level political forum and the SDG summit, as well as the overall work of the ECOSOC and other key intergovernmental processes throughout the year. That sounds very interesting indeed. We've also got World Wetlands Day, don't we? Exactly. Every 2nd of February is World Wetlands Day. And this marks the date of the adoption of the Convention on Wetlands on the 2nd of February 1971 in Iran, and that's a UN convention. The Standing Committee of the Convention approves the themes for World Wetlands Day every year, and this theme is Wetlands and Human Wellbeing. Since its inception, the production and distribution of materials for World Wetlands Day has been financially supported by the Evian Project, funded by the Danone Group. So it's one of these UN international days, isn't it? So it's a designated day by the UN. Wetlands are very important, aren't they, B? Wetlands, far from obviously supporting a lot of biodiversity in a lot of places across the world, are actually our most effective land-based ecosystem for addressing the climate crisis. So coastal wetlands such as mangroves sequester carbon up to 55 times faster than tropical rainforests. And peatlands as well, which cover only 3% of Earth's land surface, store 30% of all land-based carbon. So obviously, if we're going to meet 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2 degrees Celsius Paris Agreement climate goals, we have to prevent further conversion and drainage of these landscapes. What about blue carbon? Coral reefs, as well as blue carbon wetlands, such as mangroves and seagrasses, provide cost-effective disaster risk reduction solutions to protect communities against storm surges. So they're obviously really important as well in climate change adaptation and mitigation. And then inland ecosystems, such as peatlands and rivers, absorb excess water to present floods and drought. So yeah, again, very important. Are there any other benefits? Yeah, improving management of wetlands brings overall health, food and water security benefits, critical to the health and livelihoods of 4 billion people globally who are reliant on wetland services. So the global value of wetland ecosystem services for human health, well-being and security is estimated to be $47.4 trillion a year. Absolutely massive. Yeah, they are very important and it's alarming how fast we're losing wetlands. 35% wetland loss since 1970. They are, in fact, the most threatened ecosystem, disappearing three times faster than forests. Land use change, as ever, is the biggest cause of degradation to wetlands, particularly inland wetlands. Agriculture 
unsurprisingly, is the most widespread form of land use change, having damaged more than half of the wetlands of international importance as designated by the UN. Climate impacts to wetland are happening faster than anticipated, unfortunately. Rising sea levels, which we've heard about coral bleaching due to the changing temperatures of the seawater, changing hydrology are all accelerating. Arctic and montane wetlands at most risk of degradation and loss. So there's clearly an awful lot to do. Let's hope that World Wetlands Day is a big success. B, thanks as ever. Thanks, Ian. Innovation Forum will be back in Minneapolis for this year's Future of Food and Beverage Conference USA on the 29th and 30th of May. To find out how the event is shaping up, I caught up with my colleague Emily Heslop. Let's talk about some of the specific sessions we've got coming up then. What are the ones that you're looking forward to in particular? One of the sessions I'm really, really excited to hear from is the C-suite leadership panel. So we're going to be looking at how to translate those sustainability commitments into action and that cross-functional engagement across different departments and what that really looks like in practice, looking at specific metrics and KPIs that are helpful in measuring the impact of certain sustainability initiatives and what strategies organisations can employ to create and sustain that culture of sustainability within them. So we're going to have two C-suite, Florian Schattenmann, CTO and VP of R&D and Innovation at Cargill, and Pilar Cruz, Corporate Senior Vice President and Chief Sustainability Officer, also at Cargill. They'll be talking from their perspective how it has been for embedding sustainability across the C-suite at Cargill. And then the second session I'm really, really looking forward to has come out of some of the COP28 news. So with the Dairy Methane Action Alliance announcement, we're going to have a session looking at ruminant digestion and methane mitigation. And we've actually got Rashab Kapate, who works at EDF and has been heavily involved in that alliance himself. And he actually comes from a family farm in India. So he really has that boots on the ground experience that we're placing a big emphasis on at the conference this year. He's going to be joined by other corporate partners and potentially a solutions provider as well. As you say, the boots on the ground theme is big one for this event because we actually have a farm visit, don't we, ahead of the event this time? The day before the event, we're going to be going to a local farm in Minnesota, a regenerative poultry farm. So it's going to be a two hour long visit with the founder of that farm talking us through his mission and how they embed regenerative practices on the ground. So really cementing the start of the conversation with the practical steps that we're all talking about and making it that more realistic. Get some fresh air as well to invigorate us for two days of very intense conference and interesting sessions. I'm not sure how fresh the air is going to be around a poultry farm, but we shall see. Um, How can our listeners get involved in the event? So at the moment, they can register to join us as delegates on the conference website. We have currently a discount deadline, so you can save up to $400 on your conference pass if you register by Friday the 2nd of February. In addition, we're still in the process of recruiting certain speakers. So if you have a really interesting project or initiative that you're working on across the next six months, do reach out to me. My email can be found on that conference website. In addition, if you're interested in partnering with us through a sponsorship arrangement, you can reach out to my colleague, Anita Thompson. So now's a good time to secure your place at the event in Minnesota at the end of May, uh, $400 discount if you reserve your places by the end of next week. And do get in touch if you'd like to learn more about the event. And I'm looking forward to it very much indeed. Thanks, Ian. I do hope you can join us in Minneapolis in a few months. The briefing will be back next week. And do look out as ever for the weekly podcast on Thursday. But that's it for now. I've been Ian Welsh and goodbye. <laughs>